Hallowed Eve to you, fated listener. Welcome to a spooky special episode of Our Three Cents, a grisly, ghastly podcast all about the mysteria of video games. In these blood-curdling Spooktober episodes, we are covering some truly horrifying games, leading all the way up to Halloween's blasphemous doorstep, knocking and gingerly threatening actual human adults until they give you some sweets. <laughs> My name is Jonathan Dunn, and I'm joined by the spookily tooting Chris Dow. Blood-curdling Chris Dow. And our Grand Master of the Macabre, Minty Booth. Plop culture. <laughs> <laughs> So far, we have confronted the Slender Man, Big Daddies, and the manifestation of a diseased mind. But this week, we are coming face to face with the ultimate evil, the devil itself, as we tackled our way through Doom 3. Now, everyone knows Doom. It's been ported to literally every device imaginable, including from its original home on the PC, to the SNES, the Game Boy Advance, and modern consoles, via some truly abstract subversions, including a colour printer, and (laughs) earlier this year, a pregnancy test. (laughs) Doom was one of the founding fathers of the first-person shooter in 1993, and its uh, success was swiftly followed up with Doom 2 a year later. But then the developers took an entire whole decade to release the third numbered instalment in the series, and during that time, the video games industry had taken several generational leaps forward, and so when Doom 3 came to our screens, it was a significantly more sophisticated affair, for better and for worse. Now, Doom 3 was actually the first Doom game I ever attempted to play. I'd never had access to a copy of the original Doom. I remember not being allowed to buy it on the Sega Saturn, (laughs) because it was too adult for my infant mind. Hellish. But I was thrilled when I had a PC that was capable of playing more modern games and Doom 3 would indeed run on my machine. So when I played it, I didn't really have a a sense of how different it was to the originals. I'd played more narrative-driven first-person shooters like, you know, Half-Life and the Thief games and Deus Ex and hadn't really experienced the type of gameplay in the original Doom, which was a faster, less expositioned affair that didn't stop to dress up the levels with anything so cumbersome as context beyond (laughs) an initial sentence or two. But my first experience with Doom 3 came to a crushing end pretty early on. I enjoyed the the then incredible graphics and the moody atmospheric story opening and the incredible dramatic moment that sees a scientist on the research base on Mars drop an absolute clangor. The devil is real. I know. (laughs) I built his cage. (laughs) But what the devil sent through from hell to Mars was beyond my nerves to handle, and the first time it made me jump, I closed the game, uninstalled it, and threw the game disc under the bed. Now, I'm sure we'll come on to this, as it's been quite a bone of contention. In the original, the game had a mechanic that I think is one of the best mechanics in a game ever. You couldn't hold both a torch and a gun at the same time. You could either see or defend, and that setup in a horror game is pure genius. It was actually established because the game would struggle with the hardware of the time to process both dynamic lighting and enemy animations. So a fan mod was made called the duct tape mod, imagining that your Doom guy had gaffer taped your torch to your gun to allow you to do both at the same time. Now for me, this changes the game drastically. It goes from being a survival horror game to being just an out and out action game. 
there aren't the tense down moments where you're in the shadows with a monster trying to decide when your moment is to turn your torch off and, and try and blast the monster into oblivion. And, and, and quite sadly, the mod was then approved by the developers and built into all current versions of the game. So given that, I, I was sure I was in for a significantly less scary experience playing it this time round. I thought it would probably be more akin to Bioshock, where we talked about in that game feeling fully equipped to deal with the threats, which obviously lowers the scare factor somewhat. However, I bought what I assumed to be the original Doom 3 on Steam. It, it's listed separately to the BFG edition, which has got a lot of modernizations when, when that was re-released. And I was really, really pleased that uh, it actually the original Doom 3 doesn't actually have the Torch mod in there. So I was able to play it like that. And it does indeed make for a much scarier affair. Yeah. <laughs> and because it doesn't switch between the Torch and the gun with like, pure immediacy you'll often get get caught out and and uh, and that was very very threatening however i did really start to to, to miss just some modernization even just i mean like the, the 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 resolution was incredibly low like you can the maximum it can run is at about 1600 by something it's it's not it's, it's it didn't look great but more than that there was just a, a, a whole handful of modernizations that i knew were in the switch release which i I bought when that had come out i'd had a you know i played like the first little bit of it and uh and so i did end up strapping my torch to my gun and, uh, and playing <laughs> and playing it on the switch and yeah it's it's not as it's not as scary it's not i mean in fact i didn't find it scary at all there's a, there's some great jump scares in 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 the game i mean they just love to put the monster on the other side of a door that will jump at you as soon as you open the door you know it still does that same thing that doom the original doom and doom 2 did which is just hide some monsters behind just a, a removable bit of wall that you know you wouldn't know is there until all of a sudden there are monsters coming out of it and and stuff like that but but yeah i i, I felt like it was it was more along the lines of bioshock where i felt equipped you know i had a lot of guns i could see you know even though like there is a brief like power limit on the torch and you've got a bit of, of stamina bar so you can't run forever. I still feel perfectly equipped to deal with it. But yeah, how, how have you guys got on with it? Let's let's go to our Resident Evil Doom expert, Mr. <laughs> Booth. How did you get on with Doom 3? Uh, have you played had you played it before? No, do you know what? I've never played Doom 3. I am actually playing it as we oh shit, as we speak. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Yeah, I think I I am in complete agreement with uh, what you're saying about feeling equipped and uh, it just being an action game now that you don't have to choose between vision and ammunition. Oh, tasty ammunition. <laughs> so I am trying to I'm trying to do as little as little torching as possible. It's fun. I'm I'm really enjoying it. But mm. yeah, like you say, it's. You're equipped to deal with threats, and more than anything, um, I haven't really. Well, I've just reached a bit where there's like a a, a body on the ceiling that's sort of mm. complete, like completely open, ribs and all the rest of it, and then all these two-headed monstrosities come out. Oh yeah, that that was that was probably the first part where I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> um, this is quite a bumhole puckering uh, <laughs> uh, set piece because everything mm. else is just like. Let's take the sound effects, for example. Um, I haven't really got anywhere that has an enemy more substantial than uh, than all the former marines, all the zombie men. And in, in, in the original Doom games, they they all sound so beastly and 
and and so strange and so scary. So you know, when when you're sort of walking down a corridor and you hear like, mm. like that's genuinely unsettling. But these ones are just like, it's having a chat. It's a little bit silly. It's having a waffle. It's just Dave from HR. Put your clipboard down, Dave. It's it's weird because it's it's. I feel like it, it's sort of taken itself very seriously, but it's also quite unwittingly camp as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I know what you mean. Yeah, there's quite a lot. Like certainly some of the earlier set pieces, when you're just sort of dealing with these zombies creeping out of the dark, it felt like playing House of the Dead in the arcade. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is really obviously it's really fun, and yeah, I like the fact that 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 pace is there, and and enemies appear very quickly, and jump at you very quickly and, and stuff. I haven't played uh, the 2016 or the 2020 Doom games. Mm. I think Doom 64 is probably, maybe not the scariest, but certainly the creepiest. I, I think you're right. I'd, I'd agree with that. That macabre and slower creeping Doom aesthetic. Although it's always nice uh, walking up to a zombie that doesn't actually have a head. Oh, yeah. Oh, that always gets you. Just the bottom jaw downwards. Like you said, like at the start, it's just Marines. And then the Marines are sort of accompanied by some demons. And then you get some two-headed demon beasts and then some three-headed demon beasts. And every time a new abomination appears it does it does creep me out. And I've just done what feels like the first boss, which is the body of a woman strapped to the back of a giant spider and there's been loads of spider enemies coming around and that they're just they're horrible like you can just see their scuttly legs in the shadows mm. and they're very very fast and it's very easy to get overwhelmed with them if you don't take them out i like the atmosphere of the of the of the mars base but so far i've had no no variation in the location and i'm you know about like i said about three hours in and it's just the same same corridors over and over and over so i've started getting used to where enemies will be hiding it's like okay there's there's another shadowy bit or there's something behind that engine or something i you know i know you you start to get familiar with it um so i'm hoping that 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 sort of changes up i'm I'm sure it will because in the first you know in the first sort of opening prologue bit you do end up going onto the surface of mars just just to go between uh, the different bases so i'm sure that that's gonna that's gonna return and, and i imagine you'll end up in hell at some point which would be good but i think yeah like like how when you see a new enemy type appear it, it gets you i think that would be it'll be the same with the changing of locations as well mm. chris how, how have you got on how has this uh, been for your nerves is this been a, a veritable light relief after and last week. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like you, you've you've already kind of covered the the elephant in the room about the the torch and the gun thing. When I first played this game, it's always stuck in my head as being this terrifying experience because I I played it on my old PC at the time that you know barely ran it. It was probably at like six hundred. You know, it was it was a terrible resolution. Having to within that then make the choice: do I need to see or do I need to protect myself? Meant that I I couldn't play more than about half an hour. Because it, it just, it really feeds into a nervous disposition. I think that idea that <laughs> every corner then definitely has something in it, but you you can't prepare yourself for it properly. <laughs> yeah. But as you say, playing it on any of the modern versions. So I, I played this primarily on the, on the Switch port as well. There's the odd jump still, like you say, when things lurch out the shadows, but yeah. it's a much faster game than the original version as well. Uh, everything's just a little bit quicker. It's got kind of slightly rebalanced weapons. It's got other modernizations and it's, it's just not a scary game anymore, really. Yeah. But that, as Minty said, makes it a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 kind of got the caveat that I think it's a fun game in an early 2000s PC corridor shooter kind of way. 
because it, it was definitely responding to stuff that was happening in the industry at the time. And that's why it feels so markedly different to, to one and two. And, and because of that, and because of how much I, I enjoy the original Doom, parts of it I found really frustrating because it, it didn't feel like a Doom game. I, I talked in, in the episode where I had Doom on my list that, you know, all the things I thought made that game so good. And, and I've mentioned as well how, how that carries into two and, and 64 in a slightly different way. But this this game doesn't quite have the same same speed. It doesn't seem to have the same stage design because it's much more compact and, and corridor led. It doesn't have mm. the the sort of the secret areas in the same way that the originals did. And and the other bits I think are missing, at least in the in the early few hours of the game, is it doesn't have the same like tiered symbiotic enemy systems that the original has. Like the, the enemies don't really interact with each other in the same way they could in the old old you know PC version of Doom. It's more of a horror game by design. Uh, than the others in the series Mm. but I think it does fumble that as well because there is so much weaponry (laughs) like I'm playing this I I deliberately because of the Bioshock conversation I didn't put it on the easiest setting I I ramped it up a bit and and I've died once or twice at different points but it's it's never been because of resource management or anything like that it's just because some enemies end up being a bit spongy in terms of like sucking up bullets (laughs) So yeah, yeah all, all the times I've jumped have been from, like you mentioned, the, the sort of quite cheap jump scares. Like there, there was one where you glance in a mirror and then the screen just oh, yeah. has a moment. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That's, uh, that, that's, that, made, um... that made me squeak the other night. But even that didn't affect me in the same way as like it, the game did from my memory when I was a teen. Mm. For, for positives though, because I, I did enjoy it, I think it looks pretty nice, especially in, in the modern port, that... I think it has pretty good art direction for the time. Yeah, definitely. It's drawing on that kind of, like, alien, essentially, isn't it? That that kind of yeah. crumbling uh, sci-fi base, uh, like, early 2000s tech, that sort of thing. And and it kind of draws from that idea of, like, sci-fi horror movies. And for the time as well, I think it had a pretty advanced lighting model, uh, like, presumably to make the torch stuff work. But it still holds up quite well. Like it, it looks decent. Yeah, it does. The, the shadows are kind of really soupy, really high contrast stuff that that works quite well. It's got some some pretty nice like voice work and like the soundscapes in the background, especially playing on headphones, come out really nice. And most of the guns feel pretty good to fire as well, um, except for maybe the starting pistol, which has like no weight to it whatsoever. Oh, it yeah, really yeah, really yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Like it just doesn't seem seem to have any bounce or recoil or or impact to it at all. It's a real missed opportunity because the the regular pistol in Doom was always iconic because it felt quite weighty, even though it was a, a piddly little pistol. But I think all, all of the game is there's always just like little bits of letdown as I was playing through. Like I'm about where you are, uh, Jonathan. I think I'm like three or so mm. hours in, and at the moment at least, there's there's not enough variety for me to make me think I want to play like twelve hours of this, like like the whole game might be. Like I said, like I'm hoping the uh, the environment changes at yeah. uh, some point soon <laughs> it felt like it was going to after this boss i thought okay yeah now we'll be on to something else but but no well yeah it also doesn't have the kind of combat variety of other games at the time where like i'm, I'm thinking mainly halo was about this time or, or just prior mm. and and as a console game rather than a pc game it it really nailed the idea that you you had a very dynamic way to fight between kind of your your weapon your melee and your kind of ranged grenades and and mm. there's none of that here. It's very much just like thing is in front of me. I will shoot thing. Thing is gone. Yeah. And then you move on to the next corridor and you go through the same process. It there's there's not really the the space in these corridors to to you know flank an enemy or, or think about using cover. It's very much it wants you to be in the face of someone to make you go oh and have a little jump and then just shoot them and move on and do it again. So yeah, it it doesn't have the same 
potential, I suppose, for, for kind of reactive battles that even the first game had really nicely. I think it's a decent game. I, I do think Doom 3 is a decent game, but it, it needs a few tweaks for me to to be a better game. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I think it's it's a good game, but it's still probably the weakest of the Doom titles I've played. The only one I haven't played other than this is is Doom Eternal, the most recent one. And I think all of them are, are better products than, than Doom 3 is for me. It did give me a real appreciation for actually what an amazing job Bethesda have done with the doom reboot i haven't played doom eternal yet but i've played you know a few hours of of doom on the switch as well and i could really appreciate actually in many ways the backward step that bethesda took with that to take it back more towards something um uh like the original because it's got a lot of elements of doom 3 in terms of obviously just the modernization of the genre but then taking it back closer in tone to the original and it's really actually whet my appetite to to play that one again actually Mm. and get back into that so i think i probably if i do get bored of doom 3 i'll I'll, um still probably jump straight into into doom and uh yeah and and crack on with that yeah i think the modern ones had a much better appreciation of, of the series lineage so like you say to kind of go back to to what what actually stood out from the original ones in terms of like the theming and and the feel of it and and the kind of the the variety that you you could approach it from is is all there I think in the modern games that that Doom Three just kind of sidesteps a bit for a much more linear experience. If if anyone wants to try and make Doom Three better, I, I spent the morning today before we did this recording just playing around with the the PC version that was in my Steam library, and there are lots of mods you can try out to kind of try and spruce it up in a way that that is a bit closer oh cool so i i spent a bit of time with one called doom 3 perfected and it's it's still not quite the doom game i'd like but it really does change a lot for the better uh for me at least for kind of what i wanted from this experience so there's there's things like you know there's much more weight to the guns there's more kind of set dressing and, and blood and viscera that makes it all kind of feel a bit more like the the modern titles there's updated audio effects so everything just feels a bit more impactful explosions almost like peak the levels of, of the sound so it kind yeah. of feels like it's actually you know things are going on around you it's it's not at a distance it's got a whole suite of like visual optimizations as well so you can push the resolution higher than than doom 3 could go before nice and i, I think if i am going to persist with the game rather than carrying on the switch i would probably choose to to try that version now because i, I think it's a closer stepping stone between classic doom and, and like the the heavy metal update in 2016 it kind of yeah. fits fits that puzzle piece a bit better does it add in the duct tape mod it does in this one i, I mean there's there's a whole suite of options in in other mods that i'm sure i could tweak so it kind of did or didn't yeah but it what it does do it makes the shadows much darker uh one of the changes so even with your torch you've got a very narrow cone of vision okay cool so it, it kind of is somewhere in between that it's it's not as scary as having no light but it's not as easy as just being able to see everything at all times and just firing willy-nilly. You know, it's, it's a good balance, I think, if, if you're going to go that way. Yeah, it just seems like a an early 2000 shooter um, with all the uh, all the updates added to it. It would have been good to have sort of, I guess, that, that personal legacy with it, sort of being scared shitless. Well, saying that, <laughs> we did play it when it first came out on the Xbox. I went I went on a lad's holiday to a little lads, <laughs> cottage lads, in Cornwall lads. with the lads, <laughs> and, and we just played Doom 3 in the dark, and everybody was really shit at it. So you know, we, we, we all spent like three hours just passing the control around, getting scared shitless by the first imp, and then dying to it. Just like, well, this, yeah. is, this is just too hard. We can't do it. So we've moved on to Conquer Live and Reloaded. Good game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there we have it. Those are our thoughts on Doom 3. Not as scary 
as it once was for many reasons that you will have just heard. <laughs> if you have got any experience of playing Doom 3 or have any great stories revolving around any of the Doom games, please do get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. You can find us on all our social media channels, YouTube, search for Our3Cents, Instagram at O3C Podcast, Twitch at O3C Podcast, Facebook.com slash Our3Cents, you can reach out to us individually you can find me on twitter at jonathan dunn i am at chaz underscore hodges and i am clement underscore boo if you're really enjoying our podcast then please do check out our patreon page you can get many great perks in exchange for some pleasure and please do join us next saturday when we will be finishing off our Spooktober special series with a celebration of Resident Evil games. Oh boy. Now, because (laughs) Resident Evil 4 is a game that I'm very, very familiar with, obviously it appeared in my list, I will be tackling the original Resident Evil, or the, you know, the latest version of that, which is on the Switch. Chris is finally going to gird his loins and uh, and tackle Resident Evil 4. And uh, Minty is going to be tackling Resident Evil 0. Yeah, the first one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the magician's nephew of the Resident <laughs> Evil games. <laughs> so we look forward to spooking you with our stories of our own spooking then. Goodbye. See ya. Goodbye. This quarter on the Greenlit Podcast Network, Chris Sims and Matt Wilson and in this quarter, VHS oddities, confusing animation, and modern not-so-classics. Plus snacks, movie fighters. We watch movies and beat them up. <laughs>